It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday, your team every day. That's what we do here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to watch and subscribe to the show on YouTube, our fourth week on YouTube. And so far, we have just over 350 subscribers, but we want to get to 400 by the end of the week. So help me by supporting the show on YouTube. Now, if you don't want to watch the show on YouTube, and you'd rather listen on a traditional podcasting platform, well, you're in luck, especially if you've been doing that the whole time. You can rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. You can also check us out on Spotify and all the other major podcasting platforms out there. And be sure to follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council. You can see it right down there if you're watching on YouTube, because every single Friday, answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions. So either at me at Julian Council or DM me at Julian Council. You can even, if you don't follow me on Twitter, which I still say you should do, You can just leave a comment on any of the shows that you watch on YouTube from that week, and I'll answer those questions every single Friday for the Friday weekly mailbag here or the weekly Friday mailbag here on Locked on Panthers. And plenty of things going on as my my phone is a buzz, as the Panthers are still making moves, as I'm now just seeing Deontay Foreman as a Carolina Panther. So we'll get into that signing and the Panthers retaining a couple of their own on Tuesday afternoon in just a moment well let's talk about what all of y'all are here to hear about right now and that's where the Carolina Panthers stand with Houston Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson as the Watson sweepstakes as I've said needs to come to an end today not tomorrow not next week today 4 p.m here on Wednesday is when the new league year starts and officially we have free agency across the National Football League starting on Monday at noon the legal tampering period better known as the NFL's negotiating period started, which that makes a lot more sense than legal tampering, but we've been over that before. That's when teams started agreeing to terms with players, but they can start signing players officially, pin to paper, 4 o'clock this afternoon on Wednesday. It would be helpful for the Carolina Panthers if they know whether Deshaun Watson wants to come play here or not. Again, when having the conversation as it pertains to Deshaun Watson, let's not forget that Deshaun Watson currently has 22 civil cases. Not one, not two, not three. 22 civil cases against him alleging sexual misconduct and sexual assault with his relationships to multiple massage therapists. That is a lot of baggage. And that makes a lot of people uncomfortable. But as I've said to y'all before, Winning is the only thing that matters in the National Football League. I'm not saying I believe that. I'm just telling you the league and teams in this league have shown you who they are and what they care about time and time again. So recognize that. And I'm sure it's going to put a lot of y'all in a bad situation and in a position of where you might not want to be a Panthers fan anymore. 
and that's within your right. And I completely understand it. And I also know there's a lot of y'all who don't care. And the only thing you want to see is the Carolina Panthers win and eventually have that parade down Mint Street and trade and try in an uptown Charlotte hoisting Lombardi trophy. And, they, and you believe that Sean Watson can do that for you. But will he be a Carolina Panther? We will find out hopefully today. I talked to someone close to the team who would know said, we're going to know today whether it's the Panthers or whether it's the Saints. And as we learned on Tuesday, whether it's the Cleveland Browns who flew to Houston to go meet with the quarterback. And then today, the Atlanta Falcons are flying down to meet with Deshaun Watson. So the Falcons, all of a sudden, on Tuesday, we found out later that afternoon, reported by Adam Schefter, that the Falcons have emerged as a sleeper team to acquire Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson, according to league sources that told Schefter and his colleague Chris Mortensen that. The Falcons joined the Panthers, Saints, and Browns as the teams that have met with them or are interested in trading for Watson. And here's the kicker. Falcons owner Arthur Blank, owner of Home Depot. Make sure to always shop at Lowe's since it's a local store here, a local company here in Charlotte anyway, up there, headquarters in Mooresville. Always shop at Lowe's, especially if you're a real Panthers fan. Can't be shopping at Home Depot. But Falcons owner Arthur Blank is fond of Deshaun Watson from the days when the former Gainesville, Georgia high quarterback Worked multiple years as a Falcons ball boy and developed a relationship with the Blank family. It also helped that Deshaun Watson was a mega recruit growing up in Gainesville, Florida, or Gainesville, Georgia, excuse me. And that's right near the practice facility in Flowery Branch. So Watson, Blank already have a relationship, and Blank also recognizes that, like all of us, that Matt Ryan not going to be hanging around much longer for the Atlanta Falcons. They've restructured his deal the last two off seasons, which makes it weird that now they're in on the sweepstakes. And I know there's a lot of people are going to say, well, the Falcons are only doing this because they're two division rivals or hated rival, the New Orleans saints and they're rather rival Carolina Panthers are both interested. They're just trying to drive up the price. You really going to waste gas for the jet to go to Houston. You seen the gas prices, you seen the gas prices. I can't imagine how much the, the gas, the fuel prices are right now. For a private plane. You think Arthur Blank is wasting his money if he's not seriously interested in Deshaun Watson? I'm not buying that at all. So apparently today on Wednesday, the Atlanta Falcons are supposed to meet with Deshaun Watson. And those four teams, the Carolina Panthers, the New Orleans Saints, the, the Atlanta Falcons, and the Cleveland Browns, three out of the four from the NFC South, will find out whether it's one of them or if it's the Cleveland Browns that Deshaun Watson will then play for. The Texans already have offers from both the Panthers and the Saints. I believe they probably have an offer from the Browns, and they will have an offer in tow from the Atlanta Falcons when they meet with Deshaun Watson on Wednesday or today, whenever the hell you're listening and watching this. I mean, I'm recording on Tuesday, but on Wednesday. It's always weird to try and say on Wednesday when it's not the current day when I'm recording the show, but y'all don't really care about that. That's the update. We're playing the waiting game. We've been playing a waiting game for over a year now here in Carolina. As I've said to y'all before, had Deshaun Watson not had these 22 civil suits come up last season, along with the criminal counts, which he was not charged for, indicted for on, on Friday by a grand jury in Harris County, Texas, where Houston's located, I think he would have been a Carolina Panther last season and that they would not have wasted their time and all of our energy on lying about Sam Darnold being someone who could help this team win. Because that's not the case, and it was never going to be the case if you watched him play ever. Like back to, at USC, his final year there, and his first three years in the NFL with the New York Jets. It was very obvious the dude could not play. But he's only here because the Carolina Panthers could not get 
Matthew Stafford and Deshaun Watson had these issues. So we'll find out today whether all this has been a bunch of wasted energy and it could be a major letdown for a lot of fans. And it would be a major letdown for the organization that sees Watson as the key to having success. And reading what Jonathan Alexander from the Charlotte Observer had wrote on Tuesday following the Panthers meeting with Watson on Monday, they felt really good about the meeting. I know there's been a ton of jokes out there about Matt Rule and what the hell he would have said to Watson when they met. But David Tepper has made it known that he wants a franchise quarterback. And he flew there as the richest owner in the NFL and probably offered Deshaun Watson everything under the sun to try and convince him to come to Carolina. And it's got to be things outside of football, too. As a hedge fund guy, you got to be offering him some stock, something in those businesses that Deshaun Watson can make a ton of money outside of football if you really want him to be your quarterback for the next 10-plus years here in Carolina. Was it enough? Well, we'll find out shortly. Good or bad. So how likely is it that the Carolina Panthers are able to convince Deshaun Watson to come to Carolina? We'll look at the Vegas odds and we'll also kind of take stock of the other three competitors for Deshaun Watson as we find out today where he'll choose to play his football in 2022 in just a moment here on Locked on Panthers. We're sitting here in the middle of the month of March, and this is pretty much the time of the year where all of us have given up on our New Year's resolutions, but not this year. We're going to stick to our resolution of eating right, and thanks to Built Bar, it almost feels like we don't really have a resolution because we actually enjoy eating them. Have y'all tried the Built Bar Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best-tasting bars. Puffs are the first-ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Matter of fact, all Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, Puffs included. That's 100% real chocolate on every single Bilt Bar. They're low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They're better tasting and they're better for you. Make sure to go to Bilt.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Bilt.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So we've known for well over a year that the Carolina Panthers want Deshaun Watson. That's obvious. They have been so blatant about it. And in a way, you have to feel bad for Sam Darnold. Stop. Stop laughing. Stop laughing. He's a human being. He wants to be successful, but he's just really bad. He's a bad NFL quarterback. He's not a bad quarterback in the grand scheme of football. He's actually a really good quarterback. But at this level, he's not a starting quarterback. And he's never going to be a high-level starting quarterback, which is why the Carolina Panthers want to get rid of him and bring on Deshaun Watson. But still, 
it's kind of unfortunate to be sitting here if you're Sam Darnold. He has to understand what was going to happen. He never wanted to answer the questions that were asked to him about, hey, like, are you worried about your job? Like, is it in jeopardy? Yada, yada, yada. It's like, hey, Sam, you kind of stunk this year. Do you think you'll be back next year as a starter? Yeah, I mean, come on. It, it was pretty apparent that they had to make a change. And maybe they will make a change. If they don't get Watson, then, whoo, buddy. Not very many good options out there as Tyrod Taylor is going to back up Daniel Jones. At least we'll see. It's a two-year, $17 million deal. He might get an opportunity to start there in New York if Daniel Jones doesn't play better this upcoming season. But not our problem here in Carolina, at least for now, in terms of, hey, options if they don't land Deshaun Watson. But I kind of feel bad for Sam Darnold. was really bad last year. Hope that maybe you get another opportunity. You hear guys like Tony Romo and Mark Sanchez, of course, and Daniel Jeremiah all still speak glowingly of Darnold and think, hey, there's something still in there. Well, guys, there's not. But there's still a human being who's going to lose his job, potentially to someone who is accused of some pretty gross, heinous things like Deshaun Watson, who could be innocent of all those things. Let's recognize that as well. But still, a lot of legal issues as Deshaun Watson could become a Carolina Panther by the end of this evening we will see what are the chances that he becomes a Carolina Panther they seem to be pretty high a week ago not high but if there was going to be any sort of odds the odds on favorite and it's all it's long been thought it would be the Carolina Panthers because of David Tepper wanting to do whatever he could the problem is there's a salary cap this isn't like uh, owning a football club over in England where you can just pay whatever amount under the sun to somebody you're gonna have to fit them within the salary cap and you're also going to have the PR nightmare, potentially, depending on how the area reacts. And remember, we are the city that dealt with George Shin and had all had his improprieties play out on television. We dealt with Jerry Richardson, which is why David Tepper is even the owner here. It's not the same, but Ray Carruth, what happened his during his time here in Carolina, Greg Hardy, his relationship to his then-girlfriend, we've been through it here in Carolina. We've had a lot of those, not a lot, but we've had some high-profile scandals when it comes to some of the players or people part of the organization and their relationship to women. And it's not necessarily the greatest message to send to not just your female base, but to your entire fan base who all have women in, in their lives that are important to them about your feelings of a player who has done these things. Now, David Tepper's done his due diligence by sending a private investigator and hiring one to be down in Houston to try and figure out what's going on. And they felt more than comfortable even dating back to the trade deadline this past fall, the trade for Watson without the, the criminal part of this being over with. Now it's over with, they're all in. And so are the Falcons. And so are the Browns. And so are the New Orleans Saints. According to every betting site I could find so far, the odds on favorite, and it's not like it's a, a tight lead. It's a slim lead. It's not like it's as big as it once was. But the betting favorite to land Deshaun Watson is the Carolina Panthers. That's the betting favorite right now. And right behind them is the New Orleans Saints. If you listen to the reporting from Ian Rappaport, he just says, reading the room, it feels like New Orleans is the favorite. If you listen to Adam Schefter, when he was on SportsCenter on Tuesday night, he said there's not really a favorite. You can't tell at all who the favorite is. You're looking at Carolina and what they can offer. Obviously, every team's going to have to give up three first-round picks. I read from Cleveland.com after they reported that Baker Mayfield would not be a part of a package sent to Houston to bring Deshaun Watson to Cleveland, 
that the Texans are more interested in, in picks than players. For a lot of Panther fans, I think they'd rejoice by hearing that, that the only thing you're going to give up and only is, <laughs> it's not the, it's not only, it's more than only, but giving up three first round picks plus maybe a second round pick or a fourth round pick, some extra picks and not having to give up any players. I would imagine you'd prefer that over giving up potentially a DJ Moore or giving up a Jeremy Chin or giving up a Brian Burns. And the Carolina Panthers, I've seen different reports have said that they don't want to part ways with Christian McCaffrey. They want to put as many weapons around Watson as possible, which makes a lot of sense. You're not going to trade for a quarterback and then gut his offense. They sign an offensive guard on two, or they agree to terms with an offensive guard on Monday to help this offense in Austin Corbett. And they have DJ Moore on the roster. Hopefully Christian McCaffrey will be healthy next season. They already drafted two wide receivers last season and Shai Smith and Terrace Marshall. And then maybe Robbie Anderson can bounce back in 2022 with Deshaun Watson here. I look at him as maybe akin to what Watson had with Will Fuller back when he was in Houston and when Fuller was actually healthy, which he was rarely healthy. And he's rarely been healthy in a National Football League when he's been around. And maybe he could be an option for the Carolina Panthers. I think he's still a free agent. So they already talked about they're committed to the offensive line. And if you can keep those defensive players, this looks like a team that actually has a chance to compete. Yes, you lose three first-round picks plus some other picks, but does it really matter if you have a quarterback and you have all those players around him? You got to figure out the cap situation, which they will. Scott Fitter is smart. You got Samir Suleiman. They'll figure it out. So that sounds attractive if I'm Deshaun Watson and I'm hearing about they're going to be able to keep the players and it's only going to be picks. Now, that's just one report saying that. That might not be the case. As far as the Falcons, it's home. Used to be a ball boy. Family lives there. I'm sure he grew up a Falcons fan. Does it get any better than that? Everyone wants to play for their hometown team. And I, I feel like I'm sure there's a lot of people who saw that and thought, oh, well, well we're done. Panthers are out of it. Falcons want him. Of course, he's going to go back home. We'll see. New Orleans, of the teams that have, inquired have been the only consistent winner over the last four or five years Panthers haven't been to the playoffs since 2017 Falcons have dropped off since blowing a 28 to 3 Super Bowl lead there in Houston never forget Cleveland well it's Cleveland they looked really good back in 2020 and then they realized they're the Cleveland Browns and now they're out on Baker Mayfield but New Orleans again has been the only consistent winner they have one of the best wide receivers in the league and Michael Thomas when he's healthy. I know the slant jokes are coming out right now. Stop it. Good player. Really good player. That's something that could attract Deshaun Watson. They have Alvin Kamara, also an Atlanta guy. That would be awesome for him to have. The Saints have a good offensive line. I've seen reports that Ryan Ramchick would be a part of a trade potentially. I've also seen that Teron Armstead, who's a top left tackle on the market, is waiting to see what happens in New Orleans and whether they get Deshaun Watson. And if you have Ramchick and you have Armstead and you have Cesar Ruiz, you got to feel really good about that offensive line plus weapons. And New Orleans needs to add a true number two wide receiver. They don't really have one on the roster. Maybe Mar Marquez Calloway. And they have some, a pretty solid defense despite losing a couple pieces over the last couple seasons. And in Cleveland, good running game. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. They just traded for Amari Cooper. Then after that, it's Donovan Peoples-Jones. They released Jarvis Landry, who I've seen being linked to New Orleans, which would only make their bid better for Watson. But I don't think they're going to make that move until they know whether Watson's actually going to be on the roster or not. If I'm looking at it, if I'm Deshaun Watson, New Orleans is 
probably the one that makes the most sense. Now, New Orleans also has a ton of salary cap issues and probably wants to offload some players to have an opportunity to put Watson's salary into the salary cap for 2022. I've also seen reports that the Panthers are willing to potentially extend Watson right away if they get him, which I think is madness. Why they would do that, I don't think that's smart. Either way, for any of these teams who gets him, he's probably going to be out for six games next season. We'll see what happens. But seeing what's happened in the past, he's likely going to miss six games. And the Panthers, as much as be how awesome it would be to get rid of Sam Darnold, you're going to need a backup quarterback. And P.J. Walker for six games, not really interested in that happening next year, if that's the case, if they do indeed land to Sean Watson. But Vegas says Panthers are the favorite. The way I look at it, probably should be New Orleans. And don't get mad at me. Don't shoot the messenger. Wouldn't be surprised about Atlanta either. And I'm sure if you're a Panthers fan, if, you, if they don't get Watson, you want him to go to Cleveland, even though that's going to still probably make you feel pretty sick in your stomach. Although getting Watson is going to make a lot of people feel sick, sick in their stomach anyways. It's a win-win or a win-lose, give or take, whatever cliche. Okay, Carolina Panthers might not have Deshaun Watson here ever or yet, but they are bringing back two of their players from last year, and they've signed some help in the backfield. We'll get into that conversation here in just a moment. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. The Carolina Panthers were relatively quiet on Monday as the legal tampering period began at noon Eastern. Eventually, they waited until the evening to finally sign some players, signing a safety in Xavier Woods to start opposite of Jeremy Chin there at free safety, and then signing Austin Corbett to start at right guard this upcoming season. But they hadn't brought back any of their own as they saw Daquan Jones, who's now signed a two-year deal with $10 million guaranteed to go to Buffalo. And Hassan Reddick has agreed to terms to go back home to Philadelphia to play for the Eagles. The Panthers needed to bring back some of their guys, and they did that on Tuesday, announcing that Sean Chandler and Marquise Haynes will be back in Carolina. Chandler signing a one-year deal, or at least agreeing to a one-year deal. We'll sign one today on Wednesday around 4 p.m. when the new league year starts. Chandler started seven games on defense last year and played in 15, playing over half the team's defensive snaps. He was eighth on the team with 42 tackles last year and was also a key player on special teams with six with six tackles in a forced fumble there. Bring back Chandler makes a lot of sense. Former Temple guy, we know that. But really, it makes sense because they need some depth there in a the secondary. And you already have Woods. You already have um, Chin starting. He had to play a lot of snaps last season, so you know what you get from him. Kenny Robinson's a player who they like later on in the season. So having those two guys as the backup safeties again in Carolina this year, I think it's a good situation. I also think it's a great situation to bring back Marquise Haynes, who agreed to a two-year, $5.5 million deal. He's fourth on the team last season with three sacks, and he had four sacks in 2020, so seven sacks 
over the past two seasons as a rotational player. I was surprised to see this move. He's someone I've said on this podcast who I thought was gone based off of what he tweeted. And maybe I should have read the tweet better. He tweeted the Monday following the Bucks game and after his exit interview with the Carolina Panthers saying, thank you, Carolina. It's been an amazing four years growing and developing into a player. I know I can be also a building. I can also be, well, hold on. Uh, he said, thank you. Thank you, Carolina. Wow. He did not say thank you. He really, this is really a poorly weeded, uh, poorly weeded, worded tweet. He said, thanks, Carolina. He said, thank Carolina. Not important. He said, thank Carolina. It's been a, an amazing four years growing and developing into the player. I know I can be also building a bond and brotherhood with my teammates and coaches. This isn't a goodbye. It's an, I don't know what God has. It's IDK, by the way, what God has planned for me and my future. So it's not my fault. I couldn't read that. That was just hellacious grammar by Marquise Haynes, but I'm glad to have him back either way. And it's needed. Now that Hassan Reddick is signed, is going to sign in Philadelphia, and the Panthers brought back Frankie Lubu to compete for a starting job. I penciled him as the starter at outside linebacker. Now you also have Hassan Reddick. So that's a good situation to have those two guys back to try and make up for the production. If you can get six sacks from uh, Haynes next year, and potentially five from Luvu, there is the production that you lost a season from a season ago from Hassan Reddick. And add in Ito Grossbados playing more in place of Morgan Fox, who you lost, who only had a sack and a half last season. You feel okay with the situation at, on the edge. You still have Brian Burns back, which is the most important piece on the edge for the Carolina Panthers that they have returning. But having Marquise Haynes back and also having back uh, Frankie Louvu and then adding in more snaps for Ito Grossbados has Carolina Panthers in a better situation than I think a lot of people would have thought after they lost Hassan Reddick on Monday. Uh, one other piece of news for the Carolina Panthers, there will be no comp picks for the Panthers in this upcoming 2022 draft. And if there was ever a year where they needed one, it was this season as they have no day two picks, a third round comp pick would have been lovely. I've seen the Panthers are right there, potentially getting a third or fourth next season. It now depends on who they bring in. I know that was yesterday when I was looking at it, or I think on Monday, actually, when I was looking at it. So that's probably changed up with the, the math that leads to them either getting a comp pick next season or not getting one. So we'll see how that changes here over the next couple of days as we are again on Deshaun Watson watch. He will either be a Carolina Panther or a Cleveland Brown or a New Orleans Saint or an Atlanta Falcon by the end of today. You, have, you might have already missed it. It might have already happened. You've caught the podcast and show late. Hopefully you haven't. But you, if you did, okay, whatever. But still, thank you for watching and listening as that's going to wrap it up for me on this edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, make sure to subscribe and watch the show every Monday through Friday on YouTube. Search Lockdown Panthers, click on the blue icon, click the red subscribe button and rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts as well as over on Spotify and wherever you listen to this show and your favorite shows across the Lockdown Podcast Network. And be sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where every single Friday, answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions here on the show. So either at me at Julian Council or DM me at Julian Council. You can also leave a comment on any of the shows from that week on YouTube. So do that to participate on the weekly Friday mailbag every single week. Take a deep breath. 
Remain calm. We'll see what happens. Will Watson be a Carolina Panther? I guess we'll probably talk about it tomorrow on Locked on Panthers. Adios. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked on NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.